Listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yup. We're from the TakuSpirit.com website, where you can go for our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community of people that you can converse with on the forums. And yeah, this is a review of two core shows that ended in the fall 2014 seasons, and that includes Akamiga Kill, Mushishi: The Next Passage, and Sword Art Online Two. We're going to put Wick Sauce in here, but Unfortunately, there really isn't much to talk about without well, re- yeah. spoiling. There, I could really not talk about anything involving that one without ruining the first season. Um, it's worth it. Go watch it. It you'll. I I enjoyed it very much. All right, that's your quick review of <laughs> Selector Infected. No, Selector Spread with Sauce. Yes. Um, but yeah, we have we have some shows that aren't so difficult to talk about. Um, one that's really easy to talk about, actually. Uh, but we're going to start off with Akamiga Kill, and this was a 24-episode series, again, that re- finished in fall 2014. I have the synopsis here. Is In a fantasy world, fighter Tatsumi sets out, on, out for the capital to learn or to earn money. Wow, I'm already butchering synopsises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do great this episode. Sets out for the capital to earn money for his starving village and finds a world of unimaginable corruption, all spreading from the depraved prime minister who controls er, who controls the child emperor's ear. After nearly becoming a victim of the corruption himself, Tatsumi is recruited by Night Raid, a group of assassins dedicating to dedicated to eliminating the corruption plaguing the capital by mercilessly killing those responsible. That is actually probably the best synopsis I've read in a long time that <laughs> kind of encompasses everything in the show. Um, but yeah, this uh, the the show itself really does kind of continue to follow Tatsumi. You're kind of quickly learning each, learning about each one of these Night Raid members. Uh, they really only add maybe about two or three more later on. But the very first ones that you run into is really the the guts of most of the characters in the show. Uh, they later on kind of tap a little bit into the enemies that they're fighting. But there's a couple of them that have some significance uh, to the main characters but overall those are mainly your characters uh you have uh akame who's kind of a she kind of seems almost soulless at first but she has kind of a tender heart to her uh you have leone which is more of the it's not really promiscuous but she's very friendly to the main character she's very uh big sister type you have uh mine who's kind of the typical uh sundere uh, you have Lebok. He, he's kind of the only, really, besides uh, one other character, he's the only male character. He's kind of a playboy-ish kind of character. Sheely, who she's, I guess she was just more of a, 
a moe blob <laughs> said that at the same time uh i think that's pretty much most of the main characters uh but and then you also have the the main the main commander girl which they she really just kind of pops in every now and then to tell people what's going on and direct people but didn't really get too much into her character you don't want to talk about his death uh, yeah, that's that's mainly the the other side of it. You have Kurome, who she's actually the sister of Akame. She's on the opposite side. You have S. Death, who she's uh, the main general of the capital, and she's probably the most feared out of all of them. Uh, there was also Wave, which he was kind of like the opposite to Tatsumi. He was that the guy coming in from the outside, the the country bumpkin, as you as you say coming into this this kind of corrupt world and it kind of just follows the night raid as they're trying to take down certain targets within the capital to kind of slowly cripple the capital to the point that they can get in there and actually uh take down the the emperor and seize control of the capital take it over because there's this whole revolution that's happening and within that you have these characters coming in they also have the main focus of the show is also in the I don't even remember the name of them, like Demon Blades. What were they called? Imp- imperial Arms. Each one of these characters has an Imperial Arm. Tassimi doesn't have one coming in because he's just a country bumpkin coming in with a, a, a crappy little sword. Uh, but everybody really with power in the show has what they call an Imperial Arm. An Imperial Arm is. It's, it's 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 selective of its user, so you have to be you have to resonate with it when you touch it. Otherwise, I think they even mentioned that you can it can actually kill you if it's if it doesn't find you fitting for it or whatever. But each one of these imperial arms has different uses. They have these scissors that can cut anything, um, even cut somebody in half or cut a, a blade. You have uh, Akami's sword. She can if she can slice one uh, person once, just cut them once with this blade. In it. it infects them with this poison that kills them. Leone's has like incredible healing capability and it turns her into kind of a, a cat fighter. She does like kickboxing kind of stuff. Uh, the block has strings. Mine has a gun that gets more powerful as she's in a more dire situation. So they have this really interesting element of each of these Imperial arms having a specific trait to them. And then they almost kind of fit personalities sometimes. And then there's also this, un- and these Imperial arms were created by, a previous uh, emperor of the capital who created was I think he was trying to figure out a way of finding immortality I think is what it was and he ended up creating all these weapons in the process so they didn't quite fit what he was wanting them to be but they ended up being used for battles instead um, oh yeah as death was also she's she's got like this incredible she it was actually a goblet that she drank and it gave her the ability to pretty much freeze anything she's she has a power of, of of ice or freezing the other interesting aspect of the imperial arms is there's kind of an unspoken rule about them and that when two people with imperial arms fight each other that battle will not end without one side dying and that plays into what the main theme of the show really is and that is who's going to die this episode is really what this show turns out to be. And I I think that's really a good thing. If, if you're coming in this show, looking for an action show, looking for a more shonen style show where people don't come back the next episode with dragon balls. They don't, they don't shrug it off and just sleep for 24 hours and eat 5 million plates of soup. And suddenly they're recovered. This show impressed me in the idea that 
in a shonen style, we're not talking about people just getting right back up. People really die in these fights. So it was really refreshing to see a show that could break from that that particular mold mold of shonens. But at the same time, I kind of found that that element took the show down a route that unforeseen consequences came from that. And that's just the fact that you really don't connect with any of the characters because you just know they're probably going to die the next episode. Why do I care? Oh, we just seen a flashback for this character. They're probably going to die this episode. Better not care about this flashback because flashbacks are death flags (laughs) in most cases. And they, they tricked every now and then, but most of the time you see in a flashback that character's dying. Why bother? I guess that element really did kind of ruin the show for me overall. I, I I don't find myself to be the case for everybody. I just think in my personal case, that's what ruined it for me. Um, but you know, the element that really kind of ruined the show for me was the fact that they couldn't get the tone quite right. They were constantly trying to make jokes that didn't really land very well. There was these silly moments that didn't really connect with me because why are you bothering doing this silly stuff and going shopping when you're obviously going to be in a fight in a few minutes and somebody's going to die. I None of the humor really ever struck a chord with me. None of the romance struck a chord with me. None of the harem elements struck a chord with me just because I couldn't connect with the characters. Because, like I said before, the unforeseen consequence of killing characters every episode ruins that for me. And there was also a lot of points in which they kind of broke the rules that they set for themselves. Like I mentioned earlier, there was the whole Imperial Arms thing where if two people fight with Imperial Arms, one's supposed to die. I'm not sure if the manga version kept to that rule and maybe they just changed things up with the anime because they were trying to fit it in a 26-episode show. Because we already heard from several sources that this this show... While it did conclude, which is a great thing because I'm sick of mangas that continue on from a show, at the same time, by concluding it, they changed things a little bit. So maybe they changed that aspect. But there was several times where somebody didn't die. And that was your only rule that you had in this world, and you're now breaking it. That doesn't make any sense to me. But it, it's I guess it's not really that big of an issue for most people. It's just one of those things that kind of downed it for me. The action's good. Uh, the fights are good. Uh, there, there really is a lot of the elements of the show I can't really fault other than the fact that I didn't care for the characters. So if if characters themselves is not really a selling point for you, you just want some actions. You want a different type of shonen, one that's really brutal because this is a very violent show. It's very gruesome, uh, very tragic in a lot of the deaths. If you're if that's what you're looking for, this show definitely is great for that. But me personally, it didn't resonate with me because the entire time I'm like, I really don't care about your backstory. I really don't care about this character. So when the show isn't doing the action and the fighting and all that stuff, which is probably 90% of the show, I was completely turned off by the show. I'm like, I don't care what's happening right now. You're showing me the 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 Jaegers that Esdes creating. I don't care about any of them. Well, actually, I actually did like the Jaegers more than I ended up liking the main characters of the show because they were a lot more interesting and they kind of chime with me more. But yeah, it's 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 really a hard show to recommend. But if you if you fall in the lines of the outline I just made, definitely check it out. But for anybody else, 
you're not going to find much for characters here. And that's, I think that's a big troubling thing when you're talking about a show with such a big, huge cast of different colorful characters. And if you don't connect with them, what's the point? How far did you get into it? Um, around episode 16 or so. I, I think I bumped into the main the, the issue that you were saying is I could not connect to any of the characters. I they weren't the 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 chemistry didn't really work for me. Um there was like one character that I ended up liking and she wasn't as present as I would have liked her to have been and she wasn't even a character that really even showed up until like episode eight or nine. So let's, let's just get that out here. S death, S death was probably the only character that really had some interesting aspect to her. And that was yeah. her relationship with Tatsumi. And that ended up being the only thing that really kept me going. <laughs> and yeah. they didn't really touch it much. So it, it kind of fell short. And then there was another character that I really enjoyed, but they, they took that character out pretty quickly. And that kind of upset me. Um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I, 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 it's really telling for me personally that I probably would have dropped this show at about the five episode mark, but I ended up keep continuing watching it because we had Nuano doing the impressions on each episode. So I wanted to watch it because if I'm going to have to, you know, uh, publish his articles, I might as well, re- you know, watch what he's writing about. And when it got to the point where he personally shut down on the show, he stopped doing impressions on the show. He ended up doing a write up about why he stopped doing the impressions is because he read the manga, he's reading the manga and it was deviating too much and it was leaving out important characters to him that it upset him to the point where he didn't want to watch anymore. So he was about maybe the 18 point that he stopped doing impressions. And it was at that point where I was like, Oh, I just, I might as well finish it at this point because I've gotten this far into the show. I might as well finish it kind of thing. I think, I think it was probably like episode 20. It was, it was real late, but it's telling in the fact that, I would have dropped it. I forced myself to continue it, and then I only finished it because I was that close to the end. So take it for you know what you wish, but that's my take on it. So yeah, Kami got kill. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Moving forward, <laughs> we have uh, a show that I, I we we bring you down, and then we're gonna bring you back up. So we have uh, the next show we're gonna talk about is Mushishi, the next passage, or Zakusho. Which uh, I I can't say if I, I I won't say that if you have not watched the first season you can't listen to this because the way that Mushishi works is it's really kind of in you know encapsulated episode per episode it's I don't want to say episodic because that's almost a bad term but it is in that fact that you can pick up one episode and and really just dive right in not be worried about spoilers um, and at the same time it's difficult to talk about Zakushao too much or Mushishi itself too much because. Each of those stories are like mini movies, and the way that they're told, you can't speak too much on it, otherwise you're ruining the show itself. But yeah, I just really, really love the Mushishi series. Uh, this is the synopsis they have on my anime list. It says, they existed long before anyone can remember. They are simple and strange in nature, not resembling any other plant or animal in the world. In ancient times, people revered uh, these bizarre creatures and called them Mushi. Uh, people once again began to believe in the existence of these Mushi uh, when they began affecting the lives of the li- their lives in, in, in applicable ways. Explicable ways. Uh, the one who connects the uh, the world of Mushi to the world of humans 
They are called the Mushishi. All life exists not to hinder other uh, others in this world. They are simply there to live as they were meant to be. It doesn't really tell you much about it. <laughs> uh, this show mainly covers Ginko, who he is one of these Mushishi. And he ba- these Mushishi basically travel the world and kind of they're able to see these Mushi. Not everybody is able to see Mushi. It's, it's usually kind of an odd thing when somebody can actually see them. Like a child will suddenly say, I, I see this thing floating through the air. And the, the mother will say, no, you don't. Stop that. You're, you're imagining things, thinking that they're probably make-believing or something. But the Mushishi specifically can see these Mushi, and they understand how they affect the world around them. So if somebody gets ill or gets like a, a bump on their leg suddenly out of nowhere or pain in their, their ankle, the Mushi would come in, or Mushishi would come into the, the village say, has anybody noticed any kind of ailments or pain? They'll say, well, my ankle's been hurting a lot lately. Well, let me look at it, and he'll look at it and say, well, there's this bump right here, and he'll immediately know, based off of their knowledge of the Mushi, that this is probably this Mushi, and this is how you can remedy it. So let's put this particular ointment on there, and you usually carry like a backpack full of different ointments and stuff. And that's really what the show is about. So each episode, I kind of describe it as kind of like opening up a book. You're 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 opening the storybook, and you're you're getting this amazing world. It's a really encompassing story. And once you finish it, you close it and you're like, hmm, that was an amazing story. But it's not just that. It's, it's that this this the production values they put into the Mushishi series is it's 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 one of its own. I mean, I've never really seen it anywhere else. It it, it the production value, the the immersion that it brings you into these worlds, you get trapped in it. It's like the settings, the the beautiful uh, sceneries that they put you in, the, the way that they they transition to each moment of the the episode really does allow you time to get engrossed in what you're watching, and I think that's something that's just special in the Mushishi series. And then at the same time, you have Mushi, uh, Ginko comes in and he'll have this thing that he's going to solve, and just getting to know the character, the the people that he's meeting, the issue that they're having how it's resolved or even in some in most cases actually it doesn't get really resolved the way you think it's going to get resolved half the time it's like you've mentioned before it's bittersweet or it's not quite textbook put a bow on it everybody's happy some cases it's a situation where it's like well they'll just have to live with this or well this person chose to do this ginkyo never forces anybody he never he never gets violent with people to tell him to do this. It's really, he, he says, you should stop doing this. And then the person decides. And I think that's one of the really kind of special things about the storytelling they do. Because every single time, I'm just so pleased with what I get. And I just love that aspect of it. You may. <laughs> I, just, I get talking about Mushishi and I just can't stop. All right. So it's my turn. Why haven't you watched this yet? <laughs> that's all he has to say. <laughs> Close the book. Um, I... I, I I agree with my brother. I mean, this I think I've said it before. This show is more beautiful than should be on TV. I mean, it is absolutely a gorgeous show. Um, it's rare for us to get something this high quality without actually watching a movie. I mean, it's it is a very gorgeous show. The um one of the one of the i mean i i ended up binging the first season and then watched this season as it was coming out 
I, there's never a point in which I watch this show and I go, yeah, the, the, this episode, whatever. It is generally always something that I'm just absolutely enthralled in the story, the world, these characters. There is a finesse to the storytelling that is just very, very rare. It, they, the Ginkgo, Ginkgo is in a special category in the show because he's not really, he would be coined the main protagonist, but he is not the, the, the drive of the show. The drive of the show is the, each, each story of each episode. And it's, it's hard to describe this without you actually, you'll actually have some times where he doesn't show up until like the very end. Yeah, I, I think there's. I I even seem to remember an episode where he wasn't in it at all. Um, I there was an episode where he was. It showed his past, and you didn't even recognize that it was him until way towards the end of the episode. Um, this this show is has a storytelling that is very unique to its own style, and it does it phenomenally, and it is. It's really worth its time. I mean, like my brother said, you could pick up anywhere in the show and just watch it and you'll enjoy yourself. I suggest going to the beginning of the show because, I mean, it's worth it. I mean, there's no point in watching it from the middle of the show, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can watch any episode you want and you'll enjoy yourself. It. I enjoyed myself. I, I assume that anybody who tries to watch this show would enjoy themselves. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of afraid that it's a, a situation where it's because I haven't watched it in quite a long time, but I almost want to say that second season was much more amazing than the first season, mainly because uh, while the first season did have a lot of great moments in it, the second season just had these, it, it caught my, it, it it grabbed my gut a lot of times where I don't remember that so, I was more visually awed and entranced by the first season by how beautiful it was, but with the second season, it almost seems like it did that. Plus, it had these these stories that really kind of got me tear jerked. I mean, there was there was a lot of them that were really really powerful. There was the the shadow one was just that ending. Just oh my gosh, got me so bad. The 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 repeating uh, the repeating guy, the one that was repeating uh, his life. That one, my gosh, the way they ended that again is it's it's not really what you expect, but great in what they chose to do and it again goes back to like i said before the choices they make never ends up being what you expect them to be and it's never a bow on top of it it's always a wow i can't believe they did that but i'm just so i got that was i'm satisfied with what they chose to do i'm very very satisfied with what they chose to do and that's just something that just seems to be a staple in mishishi so I think we've gushed a bunch. Great music, amazing music, great visuals, and that all ties in with that immersion, and I can't say enough. So, Yeah, very, very ambient. Um, and it, this, is a, this is a show that it, it's not a slow show, and I, I, I had a hard time describing the, the way that it, it, this show comes off. It's, it is a calm show. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, and don't get me wrong, This th- th- there is some of these stories, that, like my brother was kind of hinting at, some of these stories are very dark in tone, but... A lot of them are. It's not, it's not like... 
not gore and murder. Yeah, it's, it, it's not it's, gore and murder. It's it's just you're you're talking about morally dark tone decisions that are made. That, but yet at the same time, it's 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 a a soothing storytelling. T- it's not you're not seeing people going berserk on people. It's just there was only like one time where it got kind of murderous looking. And that was kind of shocking just because they never do that. Um, but that was just like one brief time. It's like I said before, it's it's never about Ginko coming in and saying, you're doing this wrong, stop it or I'll, I'll, I'll stop you. It's really he comes in and says, don't do this because something's bad going to happen. You make the choice. And that's, again, a really cool way they do it. Is that... I, I guess I, I almost want to say is that all? And <laughs> No, we could probably sit here and keep gushing at it, but... We probably really should move on. Our last review, I kept this for the last just because I know that there's some people that are really, really sensitive about spoilers. Um, I don't really feel personally that there's really anything spoilerish here, but we are going to talk about Sword Art Online Season 2. So if you are planning to watch Season 1, season one and you're very sensitive to spoilers, you might want to shut down at this point. Um, and if that's if that's so, thank you for listening. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on to Sword Art Online 2. So this will be the second season review. And yeah, well, I, you may want to just say what, whether or not you like it, the second season, without oh. talking, what's going on. So like a, a quick, yep, yeah, that spoils it for everybody that wants to listen to our review. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Huh? Just watch season one if you like season one. Watch season two. That's really all I can really <laughs> say. Um, it's going to be a lot more of the same in certain situations. Moving on to Sword Online 2. Um, this uh, synopsis they have on my analyst says, uh, One year after Sword Online incident, Kirito is approached by Shijiro uh, Kikuoka from Japan's Ministry of Internal Affairs and Communication Department VR Division uh, with a rather peculiar request. I'm, just, I'm not going to do this synopsis. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, it, it's, it's after the events that happened in Sword Online 1. Um, everybody thinks they're safe. They're moving on with their lives. You find out that the survivors from the first season of, of survivors of what happened are now, they're either adults that are moving on with their life, or if they're students, they will go into a specific school for kind of taking care of those kids, giving them counseling, but at the same time, getting them caught up on their, their schooling. Cause they've been in there for, you know, years. So, at some point, this this VR division guy kind of shows up, says, "I'm from this government company that has, or this government organization that is doesn't want what happened in Sword Art Online to ever happen again. So we're investigating any possibility of something ha- like that happening again." And he says, "Hey, there's this this Gun Gale Online, which is one of these worlds that was created from the seed thing that people leaked from this first season. If you've watched the first season, um, and in this." PvP based shoot first person shooter because first person is it's VR that's a stupid comment in this 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 gun PvP type game there is possibly these related cases of people actually dying while playing the game so we want you to go in and investigate this guy that calls him Death Gun himself Death Gun because people seen that when he shot at this screen during this interview of somebody that died that person logged out and they was found dead. So Kito's like, I don't really believe that'll ever happen again. We we put these fail safes in the VRs things now. There shouldn't be any reason why people should die. I don't I don't believe this. But 
he kind of comes to the realization that what well, there is a chance. I mean, he's he's got to kind of you know find out if this this is actually happening. So he ends up going into this Gun Gale Online world, and he ends up meeting Sinon, who she's a uh, one of the players in the game. You end up finding out that she's kind of trying to overcome something in her life by becoming this this game character who's very strong and very uh, you know a high high level rank character in the PP aspect of this world. And he ends up finding out that he needs to join this uh, Bullet of Bullets arena style. Uh, event that they have every now and then because he believes that Death Gun might actually go there and he might be able to encounter Death Gun. And that's really all I want to touch on the Gun Gale Online because basically this second season is actually comprised of three total arcs. You have the Gun Gale Online arc, which was the first arc. You have the Caliber arc, which was the second arc, which happens after everything happens with Gun Gale. And then you have, which... By the way, the Caliber arc is really where uh, Kito and friends decide to go into this. Uh, what was it the Alan Card or Alan Crad or whatever the the Iron world Crad, they created? Yes. One of the seed worlds they they're logged into. No, no, it was in Elfenheim. I don't know if it's technically Elfenheim, but it's kind of like a, a mixture of both of them because it was it's just one of the other I, seed Iron worlds Crad, they created. Einkrad is in Elfenheim, right? That's what I mean. I, it's almost because they brought in certain elements from Sword on Online as well, so. Or the original world. Anyways, he's going in there. He's wanting to find this uh, this very rare weapon that they've announced that people have found. So he's wanting to get this Excalibur weapon to see if it's this cool weapon to to use. It's fluff. Anyways, <laughs> it's fluff. The the third and final arc is the Mother's Rosario arc, which um, basically covers uh, uh, Ozna as she is enlisted by this. Uh, the Sleeping Knights Guild to try to take down a boss with a single party of members rather than an entire raid. So, so going back and kind of overview reviewing on the show. Like usual, they do a, a, a really awesome job at the visuals in the show and the music. Um, they did a really good job of the combat sequences. While I did find some kind of fights were sloppy and the character design, you kind of see where the characters look like they're looking blobby as they move around. That's one of those little things that annoys me, but most people won't notice it. Uh, there was also a lot of boss fight encounters where it just seemed like it was just light flashing in front of the screen and the mob falls over. It wasn't really showing them actually attacking physically, connecting hits. Uh, but other than that, it was a visually good-looking show. I liked a lot of the Gun Gale Online stuff. was a lot of re- nice, refreshing change from the typical Sword Online stuff, getting more into gun-related stuff. How Kito transferred into that world was interesting. Um, so visually and audio, did you want to say anything on that before we move on to really critiquing no, the show? I, I thought it looked great. Okay, so now on to the story aspects and everything that encompasses these three arcs. I found the first arc, which is Gungale. I thought it was a good story. Very interesting characters. I liked Sinan. I thought that she was... She ended up being probably one of the most powerfully kind of delved into characters since Kirito. I mean, we didn't really get much of the side characters in the first season, whereas this season... Well, besides Asuna. And even that was limited. In this season, I think that Sinan was a very powerful character. I really enjoyed her story. I liked what she was overcoming and how that all played out. Um, Death Gun, I thought was pretty creepy. I liked the whole aspect of 
his identity and how that all worked out was really interesting. And I think that's pretty much really all that was in there. I think the only thing that really bothered me a lot was at some point they have, it, it kind of just drags out. There's a, a point in which they just seem like they're talking to just talk. And I was just extremely bored listening to them theorize the same stuff over and over and over and over again. They started getting touching into kind of the harem aspects between Kirito and Sin, and that was kind of whatever, but can we move on kind of thing. And I did kind of find that whole part of the Gungale arc really annoying, but overall, I think it was a good arc. Your take on Gungale. I, I I thought it was pretty well done. I enjoyed... I really enjoyed Sin and Story. I, I enjoyed the resolution. I enjoyed the conclusion. Um... That's all I could think of when he said the resolution. I knew knew you were going to do that. Um, Nobody got that except for people that are watched it. Well, you shouldn't be listening if you haven't watched it. Um, No, I... No, they they, want to be listening to it. It's if they haven't listened to watch the first season. Okay. Um, They're going to listen. No, but they're going to watch it anyways. (laughs) I, I, I I did enjoy a lot of... This stuff involving this this that arc, I I really did. Okay, um, the second arc is really where, and people probably already expect this coming. They're like, oh, here we go, the caliber arc. Uh, like I kind of alluded to earlier, the caliber arc really was fluff, uh, and it's a bad fluff. I I I, I appreciate fluff, especially coming out of the Gungale Online arc. You want to have a time to breather, and I appreciate it if it was done in a, a good way, but. Unfortunately, there was two elements of the caliber arc that really bothered me. One was that the harem broken part comes into play. And I, we've already talked about this a little bit before in a, in a podcast. But it's this element of here's Kirito and here's five lost puppies following him, hoping for a bone. And it just looked really disgusting watching that harem kind of follow him around and just how shallow the characters were. But that's kind of an over overall critique that I have, but the other problem I had with this whole arc was that for like two episodes it was just well one particular episode was just pure information dump. And I I kind of liken it to you're you're in an MMO and you go and you click on the the, the you know explanation point to get the quest and then you skip past all that text. This was, you have to read all that text. And the lady was just blabbing on about this this whole story in this world that you're supposed to care about, even though it's an NPC in a world that's, it's a stupid, it's a, it's a video game. Why am I caring about this NPC in this, this world? Oh, it could be destroyed. Who cares? Really, who cares? It's just a world. Why are we getting so dramatized about this? And that just really turned me off. So the, the whole story of within the caliber arc was just not interesting me to interesting to me at all couple that with the fact that Kito walking with his little pet parade was just i couldn't find anything in that i found a value there was a couple chuckles here and there but overall i had to struggle through that whole entire arc um the one 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 aspect that i i I mean, maybe I caught it and you didn't, but I know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that this makes it any better, but one thing that I did catch, and I think that it kind of actually made it worse for me, 
is that they tried to play off the idea, um, and it was just a little blurb, that the NPCs were starting to act on their own. And quests were starting right. on their own. And it was almost like they were trying to use that to justify this random quest that they were going on. But it didn't it didn't justify it enough for me to make me care about what was going on. I didn't need what three or four episodes though is is the biggest the biggest problem of it i and and unless they randomly decide to use that as something involving a later arc i i I just don't see it happening it's just that wasn't an important enough of a i mean even as that'll get really it'll get really silly if they make that an actual crucial part of something later like something's really significant and life-changing because that'll just kind of ruin it for me I mean, we've we've had stories of of robots rising up before. So. <laughs> our, our our robot overlords. <clears throat> well, moving on from there to the final arc, which I will you say hated probably that part right. Mother's Rosario arc is probably my favorite arc out of all the arcs. I think it it did so many things to rest my fears for their storytelling that I've had since the original first arc ended. And that was that they could do something with these characters and and do something with a world that doesn't necessarily have the fear of death that the original series had. It, it, it shocked me in that, in that way. And the, uh, at the same time, they, they shot down my whole argument about how they'll never touch any of these characters beside Kirito or random harem character they need to bring in Sinan. They said, hey, you remember this character back here, Asna? Let's explore her more. I'm like, whoa, cool. Yes, please, let's do this. And they did it in a way that was, yeah, there was a certain element of it that was like, I see something coming from a mile away. It didn't matter. Even with the foreshadowing they did that was quite obvious, it still ended up impacted me quite significantly in the very end of it. That's, I think, what makes the Mother's Rosario arc such a treasure for me. Was that it, it, it shattered all my, my anger about this, uh, the entire overall story. I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't make it okay that they had the fluff and they had this, this, the harem problems that I have with it, or the fact that without the death element, the show kind of falls and crumbles but it does say, hey, we can do more with the show, and I hope that they do more of that later. I would, I would love to see this arc not just conclu- this the concept of the Mother Zarya arc not end with just that that arc, but continue on and use it as they see fit. So that's why I enjoyed it. It was very emotional. It was very well done. I enjoyed seeing more of the characters develop, and it had a decent, you know back plot to support the entire thing um i i haven't been completely turned off with the storytelling in this show but so when this particular part came out i was really just blown away by what they had done i it was i thought it was really well done um it it grabbed me in a way that is very rare for shows to do. And I thought that for, for a show to do that is very rare. And 
it it captured all of those elements that I knew were there. I just wish that they would bring out a lot more. And it, right, I, I I hate that they 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 get stuck on the harem elements so much. Is I guess what I ultimately come away from this 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 season walking away is I really wish they would cash in more on that that genius storytelling that they have in there here and there and stop focusing so much on what they I guess they feel they need to focus on some kind of goofy harem thing which doesn't work anymore because he he's no longer available that's what bothers me most about it it's really just look him and Ozzy up there together oh but whereas in in Mother's Rosario arc it was like they were it, it doesn't come just down to for me that that harem or not and I so I don't want people to to think that I'm I'm thinking that shallow. It's really you'll notice little things that are constantly being unfolded in the Mother Rosario arc that you would not have happen in the Caliber arc. In the Caliber arc, it was really let's go do this, yay! In the Mother Rosario arc, it's like here's Ozna. This is what she's doing with the Sleeping Knights, and then you little bits of pieces of things are unfolding in the background the technology is advancing you have kirito is moving on with his life the things that kirito is doing the the connections he's making you have the the technology he's creating you have again the technology that they're using with uh that encompasses the arc itself all this stuff is constantly unfolding asuna's uh relationship with her parents her future the future of everybody that's within that school all these things are constantly developing. Whereas in the Caliber arc, again, it's, let's go get the sword. That is my problem. It is, here's, this showed me what they could do with the writing in this world. This is what they can do with it. And that impressed me. Whereas over here at the Caliber arc, what? What do we have here? Even with Gungail Online, it was it was really a, a playoff of, could this happen again kind of thing. And that was interesting to me. That's what gripped me in that one. And what happened to Sinan and her development. And Kirito struggling with his past was a huge, huge important arc to the entire story. Calabarg, let's go do this. So it's like, I want more of Mother's Rosario arc. I want more of Gungale Online arc. I want more of the original Sword Art Online. The fluff just doesn't work for me in the way that they execute it. I'm fine with fluff. I'm I'm fine with breathers. Just not breathers that are trying to do something that I don't really care about. Or they're trying to make me interested in something I don't really care about. I guess that's my biggest beef with it. I laid down some knowledge. What do you have to say, Chris? I had something and then... (laughs) He lost it after my blabbing on. That's all right. Do we have anything else to really add to it? Besides your struggle to figure out what you were going to say? I I just... I think that it, it, it... it's a good show. I mean, I I understand why there's a follow or the cult following it has. I I don't think it's as great as people make it out to be, but it is a good show. And I mean, if you're on the fence about this show in any way, shape, or form, I I think that you're you're missing out on something. Whether you, I mean, we we pick at it mostly because there is things in here that we really do like. I, it's it's hard to describe how much we have enjoyed this show. I mean, there is a lot of elements that we do truly love. There, but there is those things that 
we wish wasn't there. I mean, yeah. we keep mentioning the harem elements. I mean, oh, I was going to say is I find it funny that the one time that we see the most development out of Kirito and Asuna is the one time that Kirito is not not even there. <laughs> not even there. <laughs> it's because he's able to actually go do something. He doesn't have a harem following him constantly. <laughs> it's like he finally got away from the girls and he's like, let's go learn school. Uh, but I agree with you. I, I, I think if you if you want to get my review on the season as a whole, I, I think it really comes down to if you enjoyed the first season, you're going to get a lot of the same stuff in the second season, whether it be good or bad. I guess the best way I can put it is if you liked, if you're like me and you really like the first arc of the first season, but not the second arc, you're going to have a mixed bag here, just like I did, but you're still going to probably enjoy it in the end. Sword Art Online, the first season was a really special thing, and I, 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 I gave it high praise back when we used to have actually scores. Um, but this season around had a lot of bumps that it had to go over, but I still think it managed to get a lot of information out there that was crucial for the story as a whole. And I, I'm really excited to see where they go from here based off of what they gave me in the Mother's Rosario arc. If they can give me more of that, I'm going to be happy. If they give me more of, of Caliber, I'm going to be upset. But as a whole, it's still an enjoyable show no matter how you look at it. I've, I've, I didn't, I didn't hate the Elfenheim. There was aspects to it I didn't like, but I, I didn't hate that, that arc. And so, I mean, going from season to season, I have pretty much enjoyed it. Caliber was the first time that I was really like, yeah, Caliber what are we was doing. <laughs> Caliber is by far the worst. I can, I can still accept Elfheim for what they did. I, I still appreciate a lot of what they did in there. Um, there was just certain elements in it that I didn't like. The over-dramatizing of what was in that world is what I didn't like. But I still enjoyed everything overall. There was nothing I found good about Caliber. Yeah, that the problem. was absolutely useless. Yeah, definitely, definitely check it out if you if you if you're a fan of the season of the series. I I I would imagine if you've watched the first season, you probably watched the second season already. Unless you're you've watched the first season, and you're like I'm just done with this show, and you needed a, a push maybe. But I'm sure, like I said, anybody that didn't watch the first season is probably still listening to this. So, yeah, go and watch it. You'll know if you're going to like the show if, if you watch that first season. Um, but yeah, that's that's our review of Sword Art Online 2. So we hope you all enjoyed that. Again, you can check us out at otakuspirit.com. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of shows and our community of great people that we really appreciate. A lot of great community members that we're getting in now. A lot of activity. Um, we'd like to see some returning people, but we, we understand that people get caught up in things and they need some time away. So... Um, our outro is Shiver from Lucy Rose, or by Lucy Rose, and that is the OP for Mushichi Joko Show, which is an incredible song. You can find it on iTunes, actually, which is a rarity anymore. Um, so definitely check that out if you enjoy that song. And we thank you all for listening. You all take care. Os. We broke everything that was right. We both enjoyed a good fight. And we sold. All the holes we had to breathe to make the other one leave And I loved the way you looked at me And I miss the way you made me feel Leave him just
Just for you.